DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're now joined by the former Ute quarterback, Frank Dolce. Frank, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well. Yes, we are. And the Utes, the Utes have a W, so I think maybe you're doing a little better. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I, sometimes it feels like uh, I, I find myself being more uh, obje- maybe objective is the word I'll use <laughs> after the Utes win a game and, and maybe a little, a little more complimentary after they lose a game. And so I, it's a kind of an odd phenomenon that happens. So I'm happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about this game and your take on this game and obviously the game coming up, but and where Utah sits in this crazy football season. I think it's awesome going forward, Frank, that it looks like the uh, Utes have found once again a stud running back in which to build an offense around. It is. It is a little bit uncanny the way Utah has back to back to back to back to back found this stalwart at the running back position. I mean, you guys probably have lists in front of you, but just going back a few years, I mean, you look at Zach Moss and Devontae Booker and, um, and now, and now Ty and, um, and and before Ty, it looked like it was probably going to be Wilmore Brumfield. I mean, I it's it's really hard to to dismiss those two guys. They're not they're not the same running back as Ty Ty is, but those guys are pretty darn good. Um, and then you can just keep going back and back and back. So I, I it it is amazing. It seems like there are are a few position groups um, on that football team. It started with the defensive line where Coach Whittingham just figures out a way to reload. It feels like um, defensively they're figuring that out in all the position groups, especially in the defensive backfield, although that youth is, is a little difficult to overcome. Um, and the running back position. That, that running back position is, uh, is the foundation on the offensive side. I don't think there's any question about that. I think it just comes down to where are they going with the passing game? Because I think even at linebacker now, which that was a position group we used to obsess about, and I just mm-hmm. saw – PK's got me turned on to this Pac-12 list Twitter feed thing, and they're listing everything. <laughs> and they're listing linebackers. You know, on a Tuesday there's some list, right? List linebackers come out. They think the Utes have like two of the top half dozen linebackers in the league. I mean, it's like that used to be a problem, and now that's a strength. So it really comes down to, you know, where can they get the passing game to? And that's where I feel like this year's really a bizarro year for all the COVID-related bizarro stuff, and we, you know, could go on and do shows about it, and we have. Uh, the fact that the guy who looks like the quarterback of the future got hurt 14 snaps, you know, into his first start, uh, so we don't really see what's happening at quarterback, because n- nothing apparently is happening at quarterback as far as the future goes. You know, there's a here and now, but... Hit next season, you're going to hit the restart button. But everything else seems to be progressing. The secondary looks good. The run game looks good. There were question marks there, and it looks like they're getting answered. Yeah, no, no question about it. I, I still think in the defensive secondary on the defensive side that it feels like Utah is still playing it a little bit cautious. It's not the, it's not the same 
attacking style of defense we've seen Utah run in the past. And it it feels to me like that's a little bit of let's try and protect protect this defensive secondary um, that that has at times you know just shown its youth and, and inexperience. So you know that we'll we'll live with this four man rush and we'll try and disrupt passing lanes, but we're going to try and protect that secondary. Um, still, super talented in in the in the secondary. The the point about the quarterback, I know you, DJ, you and I have had a, a conversation about this, and we we're probably closer to agreeing than disagreeing on on the situation. But I do think that there should there 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 needs to be a little bit more focus on solidifying if that's the right word that that position group it felt like coming into this season you had uh after the after the Huntley era you had a couple of really good options i mean the numbers would would kind of bear that out a little bit with Bentley and what what he did and then just the reports on on cam rising coming out of camp it felt like there was some that that position group was was kind of getting uh, solidified, but I think the, based on the play of the quarterback position over the last few weeks, you'd have to say that there's still some work to be done there. And I I'm not I'm not necessarily down on Bentley. I think that's a guy with all of the tools. I, I really believe that he has all of the tools to be a very, very good quarterback. He, there are just a couple things that he's done in the, in the few weeks that he's played that where, where I think he needs to make some improvement uh, to, to really make that team successful on the offensive side. You think he has all the tools? Because uh, he missed some receivers that led to having field goals. So, you know, I don't want to crack on college kids, but I'm wondering, is he a big-time quarterback? Yeah, no, I, th- I do think he has all the tools. I, I mean, so you let's set those two passes aside, which are just two, you know, just two passes that you have to make. I think PK, you could probably make those passes. I don't know. I've never seen you throw a football, but I, I'm guessing you could make those two passes. Um, all the, you know, everything, all the conditions would have to be right, I think, but you could probably complete it. The, the, but, but I've also seen, I've also seen Bentley. Um, under duress, step up and pick up first downs on several occasions with his athleticism. That's a, I think that's a huge positive. I've seen him on the move uh, rip a ball 15 yards downfield on and out right between the numbers, and that's a difficult pass to make. And I've seen him go through a progression and check down and dump the ball off and pick up a few yards. Uh, I, I've seen him do really good things, I, and I think his arm strength is is fine. I, I wouldn't say it's you know Aaron Rodgers, um, but it's not Peyton Manning either. I mean, I think he has I think he has good arm strength. So you know, the, the, then you go back to well, what what separates a you know a good average good quarterback from a really good quarterback? Well, you know, that's the guy that that is completing those passes, all of a sudden you're instead of six points, you're talking about 14 points, and that game looks a lot different 
at the end. You're not talking about nearly losing a 20-point lead. Uh, and and going through his progression, getting rid of the ball more quickly, those are some of the things where I think he needs a little bit of work. And and my thing that I've said, I, you know, since the beginning is it doesn't it doesn't feel like he's necessarily taking the reins of the offense. It doesn't feel like he's the he's the commander in chief on the football field. Not in the way that that Tyler Huntley ran that football team. Even when he was not as successful statistically, you always felt like there was a distinct leader on the field and that was that was Huntley. I feel that 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 seems to be an area that that I think he could maybe take a, a step forward. So we can talk about you. We can talk about Utah quarterbacking, but then we can also look at Colorado and say, well, they don't throw the ball much. They got a back who seems to average 180 yards a game. So are you just ready for this? You know, the Smash Mouth game to end all Smash Mouth games now, Friday night in uh, Boulder. It's, I love it. I mean, I I I played that. I played the quarterback position, and and I you know I, I think there's you know. Obviously, something nice about the the passing game and a well constructed, well executed passing game. But to be to be honest, uh, over the last several years, I to me the the run game is still the most, especially in college football, is still the most meaningful part of the of the offensive football game. The ability to dominate at the line of scrimmage, uh, the ability to to control the clock a little bit. Um, the ability to manage third downs successfully, get yourself into good third down situations. I think that's mostly based on the run game. And and the way that Coach Whittingham has built his program and, and the way we've watched the run game evolve for Utah, that's it's it's my I, I think it's foundational to college football. So when we have an opportunity to see two teams that live in the run game and understand the run game and and we're gonna we're gonna witness that. I that that is like that's my favorite kind of matchup. It's Utah Washington. That that's that kind of matchup. I mean Washington may feel like they're a little bit more advanced in the pass game, but that's a running football team. And they understand the the what it means to, to win the, the line of scrimmage and to win the game on the ground. And, Utah Stanford. I mean, that matchup is always a classic kind of a battle on the on the football field, and I feel like this has the, has the makings of that as well. And I really like what what Coach Sherrell is doing down there. A big fan of his. Um, I thought he got a, you know it, maybe not the shaft at UCLA, but yeah, you know it was a difficult thing. It never felt like at, at the end it felt like he lost his problem, but. But I hope he's really successful at Colorado, and I think a good Colorado football team is meaningful for the South and meaningful for the Pac-12. 5'8", 160 pounds. How does Britton Covey continue to do it? I I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> uh, did you see? He, he, he sent out a tweet the other day about something that was pretty funny. Lots of guys play football, college football, for seven years or something like that. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, they're, you know, they're just guys that 
have that whatever it is that gene that um that they're just going to figure out a way to overcome any obstacle and maybe that was built on the fact that he's always been undersized and he's always been disregarded and and he's always had to go out and prove himself and he's never shied away from the from the task so watching him perform and and watching him take some of the punishment that he does although it didn't happen as much last week and and the way that he keeps bouncing back it's just it's fun it's it's you know he's really unique and and fun and i i i love to see that guy play i hope that that uh, i hope that we get to see him play a, a little bit longer i don't know what he's going to do after this after this football season but it sure it, you know if there was any way possible it sure would be nice to have him around for for another for another run at it i i i i think about him as as potentially an nfl prospect and I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's your classic, you know, slot guy. He would have to be in the right, you know, all the stars would have to align in the right situation, right offense. I think that's a guy that, that, could, that could probably find his way onto a team, um, certainly with his ability to, to return kicks, return punts. He gives himself a leg up, but... But he's just, I, I mean, that's, that's just a guy, I, I don't know how to describe him exactly other than he, is, he makes a difference every time he steps on the field. So I have two bits of uh, career advice for Britton Covey that he probably doesn't want. Um, or, or he already has because he's already figured him out. One, just yeah. stay at Utah and just let Kyle Winningham and the football program pay for your NBA. Just get it. It just it'd be the weirdest thing, but why not? And the other thing is, get yourself to the NFL and get yourself to Bill Belichick, because Belichick, whatever your skill is, and we've already seen him do it with these tiny little receivers who don't look like they belong in the NFL. But Belichick, whatever you do, he gets the most out of you. Cam Newton. I don't know what's wrong with his shoulder. I think it must be hideously jacked up. Doctors must, you know, it's like a science experiment in there. He can't throw the ball, but Bill Belichick is getting the most out of Cam Newton. He's running for touchdowns. They're 6-6, six and six, and I don't think anybody thinks they've left that much on the field. It's like, that's just, with who they lost to free agency and all the opt-outs, that's just how good they are right now. And so Belichick gets the most out of you, and he gets the most out of tiny receivers. He gets the most out of quarterbacks whose shoulder is jacked up. If he loses half his starters on defense, he gets the most out of them. He was the guy I was thinking about when I was talking about the stars aligning and for Britton Covey. I mean, that, that would be, to me, that looks like the ideal type of scenario. Uh, that, and that would be fantastic. I would, I would also love to see... I would love to see Covey stick around Utah and just, you know, take the next step and become a coach at at Utah. I think there's a skill a skill set there for that guy. I don't know if you watched this was a couple of years ago, um, when his high school team Tempview was playing in the playoffs <laughs> and Covey showed up on the sideline and we had film of it, all of a sudden you know, in middle middle of the game, he's he's not just down there kind of inspiring the the troops. He's he has a clipboard and he's drawing up plays or something on the sideline and he's coaching the guys up. 
uh, as they were getting ready to take the field. I don't think it was a successful venture for Tempview on that afternoon, but there he was. And it seemed like, you know, maybe that was foreshadowing a little bit a future for, for Britton Covey. That's a guy with just, you know, his story alone is inspiring. And, and then to put that together with what seems like a great football mind, I'd love to see him on Coach Whittingham's staff somewhere and see if he could build a career in the coaching ranks. Uh, we got a tweet just coming out from uh, John Wilner, Pac-12 sources, Utah-Colorado game, under consideration by Fox for a move to Saturday and the big noon slot, noon Eastern, so uh, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. All right, no, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, right? 10 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, the game's Friday night on FS1, but they need something to replace Ohio State-Michigan, so undefeated 21st-ranked Colorado and the two-time defending South champs. That's how they'll pitch it. Well, yeah, and and, uh, and uh, you know a Utah football team that hopefully is on the rise after the big win against against the Beavers. I I I think it's a great matchup. I am really excited about that. I'm really excited about this this football game, whichever day it takes place. Uh, and I've been, like I said, very impressed about what what they've done in in Boulder and in Colorado. That's a team that should be successful. Has all of the reasons and all of the you know, all of the facilities and everything else around to be successful, and and uh, hopefully they have the right coach in place to make that happen. Frank, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Of course, anytime. Love to talk to you guys. Hope you're doing well and and stay safe out there. And we'll we'll catch up real soon.